Bombshells in Stafford off 59. Come through, hang out. What a beautiful place this is. It's it's hard to not uh, not just feel like you smack dab in Houston in this place. The diversity is beautiful. You look out the outside off the uh, off the little patio right here. You get you got a little overcast, a little humid out there, and you got some traffic. Yeah, yeah you, you do. Yeah, that's it, baby. You got you got cold beer flowing in here. I just had some tremendous okra, uh, hanging out with some with some good solid solid people around these parts so come on through hang out with us and and um, i think uh, ron's even gonna give away another gift card that's here right. here uh, fifty dollars la michiwakana right that's right baby uh, so come on through and hang out with us but uh all you listeners out there you know what happens at uh friday at four o'clock uh, friday at four o'clock we are joined by nfl hall of famer uh john mcclain john how you doing brother i'm great guys merry christmas happy holidays yeah, same, same to you, same Johnny. To you, John. Do you have any uh, like like what are your what do you do around the Christmas time? You got any movies? Any Christmas movies you like to oh. to make sure you guys sit down and watch this time of year? My wife Carol watches the same movies over and over and over. Sometimes I'll sit in, but most of the time I'm I'm doing shows and watching ball games. And we got three great games on Christmas Day. Can't wait! Can't wait for the Texans and the Browns. And which Browns team will show up? The one that's Giving up thirty points a game on the road, or the one that's giving up thirteen points a game at home. Uh, I guess he didn't want to talk about them Christmas movies, did he? No, he did. <laughs> hey, John. What, I mean, with with the the Browns and and the Texans, it, it's I, to me the 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 most intriguing thing is is the quarterback situation. Um, you know, I mean, I, look, I I think it's they're obviously playing some mind games here with the opponent of of who's going to start. They, it, it worked out. You can say it worked out well last week, but uh, I'm not so sure that that uh, that we all know that Case is going to start. I'm not real sure about that. Where where you sit with this uh, with this quarterback situation? Case Keenum will start against his former team. Uh, what he did uh, at the Titans when he threw that pick six and they fell behind 13 and 0 and they kept chipping away at the deficit with those short field goals. Then Kaimi Fairbairn stepped up with a 53 case to his touchdown pass. And, of course, they Fairbairn won it on that last play of overtime. But, you know, Stroud's out. They're not all of a sudden going to go back to Davis Mills. And the reason is Case has been in a lot of big games in his career. And, uh, and, and Davis Mills started the last two years when they were terrible. It wasn't his fault. But Case has been in playoff games, big playoff games. So I think they feel more comfortable. All D'Amico said was, we are we we make moves based on what we think is best for the team to help us win. So we're going to see 35-year-old Case and 38-year-old Jill. Let me ask you this, John. Just from a... Um a shock standpoint would it would it shock you more if they went back went back to davis mills this week or were you, would you have been shocked more when they announced last saturday that case keenum was starting after davis was the backup all year long on a, on a shock scale of one to ten i was shocked by 10 last week when they yeah. went with case and this week it would have to be a 10 because on a shock scale of one to ten there's no 11 so I'd be shocked again. Yeah, I, I'm I'm with you, John. I, I I couldn't. I just didn't see that one coming at all. Nobody like, did. Yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah. Nobody nobody saw that coming. And 
It'd be. Is it, do you think it's just a head games thing that they're playing, and why they just won't mention now that they've let out that uh, that he is the quarter that he is going to be out of this game with the concussion that they are still kind of holding up because Bobby Slowick yesterday was saying, you know, last week was who we thought gave us the best chance to win last week, and they still haven't, you know, really just going with saying, hey, yeah, Case is going to be the guy. Yeah, well, they're not going to do that because they like to play head games, no pun <laughs> intended, considering C.J. has yeah. a concussion. And um, D'Amico, and I don't know where he got this. It wasn't here. Gary Kubiak was paranoid like all head coaches are. But if a guy had a knee injury, it's going to keep him out like Andre Johnson. He'd stand up there and tell people. But I remember one time Bill O'Brien told me, any little morsel of information can help us win. And I said, well, you need more morsels. Ain't that the damn truth, boy? I, I, I'm going to tell you, having uh, the, my little bit of time in the league and, and, and in college, I, I, I have – I have I I just have a very very difficult time understanding where anybody would even waste their time thinking that that's a, a, a an advantage. I mean it's it just it's wild to me. But they all do it. So so what the hell what the hell do I know? John, I, I got a quick question for you. With your history and, and your experience covering the league um, and knowledge of the game, I thought it was interesting. Uh, Doug Peterson over in Jacksonville um, with, with with Trevor Lawrence's concussion and he's in protocol. He practiced even though he hasn't cleared protocol yet. What is the – is that common? I, I'm not familiar with exactly yeah, how that all works Yeah, that's one of out. the five – one of the five, five things you've got to do is go out there and participate in a walkthrough. Then you got to have a full practice. Well, how do you have a full practice when the team's doing walkthroughs? So maybe they put them through all the drills. But uh, – And, of course, all concussions are different, but the protocols are all the same. And you can't put a player out there who's 95% or 98%. He's got to be 100. The Athletic had a great in-depth thing about concussions starting when somebody told a player to get off the field and get in the tent, whether it was the independent guy on the sideline, the guy in the press box, the referee, the coach. So from what he walked off the field, got in the tent, everything he goes through till he gets back on the field. And you got to go out there and go through a full practice, not a, not a, a limited participation to be able to come back. Yeah. So, yeah, that, it, it is interesting to see how this is handled. Before we move on to this game, now that you, you've kind of been around the league seeing how concussions go, what what's your thoughts about CJ and a timetable when he could return? Does this make you feel a little bit more concerned that this hell it, this may not just be this week? It may not just be two weeks with CJ. Uh, with uh, when we see Jimmy Ward is back, now we see Trevor Lawrence is back on the field. What is your thought process being around the league, seeing how kind of how concussions are? that uh, we're in the spot we are with C.J.? I saw a thing this week that only 25% of players who go out with concussions come back the next week. Jimmy Ward would be the the, the difference if indeed. Uh, how do they have Jimmy designated? Is he is he, he limited participation? He has no designation. He, had, he was, he's full, but in the game he has no designation. So uh, he's going to be one of the 25%. But all concussions are different. And C.J. obviously had one that was worse. What they hate the most is when a guy goes backward and hits his head back on the turf like Stroud did. 
And when he's able to pass the protocols, he'll be back on the practice field. Of course, you're worried about it because they're trying to make the playoffs, but there's nothing you can do. It's not like a knee or a back or a shoulder where, man, I'm 95%. I'm going to go out there. No, not when it comes to the head. Well, John, let's talk about a couple of the other guys, man. You got Nico Collins. You mentioned Jimmy Ward, but you got Nico Collins coming back. George Fant appears to be healthy. I mean, of, of those guys, um, just your thoughts on, on them returning to the game and, and, and the impact they could possibly have on the game. Well, George Fant missed, and Charlie Heck was there blocking for their second most prolific uh, rushing performance of the season. So he did well, especially considering he hadn't played till last year. But in Nico's case, he's the big receiver. He has the the they've got to worry about him. Now Cleveland has really good corners. They got three good corners. They like to play men. Jim Schwartz, defensive coordinator, is all about attacking up front. And getting a quarterback, Case knows that he'll get rid of the ball fast. And uh, last week, Juice Scrubs, he, he'd given up a couple of sacks. But uh, I, the key is, can they run it? You know, I don't think either team's going to run it. I think it's going to come down to Flacco and Case. And Flacco, boy, you wish Will Anderson could play because he is a stationary quarterback. And he's doing really well. But they have been terrible on the road. They got a losing record on the road. Not only have given up 30 points, everybody keeps talking about their great defense. Well, it has been great at home, 7-1, 13 points a game, but they're 2-4 and four on the road. And so um, Case knows those players because they have a lot. We were there two years ago for his second season. And, uh, of course, it all starts with Miles Garrett. Miles hadn't had a sack in four games. You know he's coming back to his area hungry. He's going to have all those Aggies cheering for him. He's going to have all his family's going to be here cheering for him. And you know he would like to break that drought. You know, they are talented, but I think the running games will be stopped. And who is going to be able to play the best at quarterback? Can't wait to watch Derek Stingley Jr. cover Mari Cooper. Let, let's look, let's kind of look at that that side of the ball for the for the Texans. John McClain with us. Um, I think Clint is probably, I'd say, the number one person around here that uh, that probably has the highest concern level for uh, Joe Flacco in this game against this Texas defense. Now we know who's out. You talked about Will Anderson, Blake Cashman as well. What's your is your concern level high with Joe Flacco in this game for the Texans and their defense? Yeah, I'd feel a lot better if it was P.J. Walker or Dorian uh, DTR, Thompson Robinson, because Flacco, he overcame three interceptions in the game last week, throwing for, I think, 374 yards and two touchdowns. But the Texans are coming off the most dominating performance by their defensive line I can remember. And they just manhandled Travis Henry and Will Levis. And the Browns have... Their top three offensive tackles are on injured reserve. Gron Christian, who was here, is starting at left tackle. And Derek Barnett played really well. He played more more snaps with the Texans Sunday than he did with any time with the Eagles this season. So even though they'd love to have Will Anderson Jr. back out there, Barnett did pretty well. And Khalil Davis, man, he makes a big play every time he gets on the field. And that defensive line, which I wrote a column about yesterday, that is Matt Burke's specialty, the defensive coordinator. And he learned under Jim Schwartz and Jim Washburn, a great line coach from the 
Titans. He was there for five years. So the two defenses are almost exactly like good corners, and the Texans' corners are playing well, but they got to be able to be in a position for uh, – David Joku, not to beat them, he's their leading receiver. And you guys know how tight ends have burned the Texans a lot this season. John, you ain't going to believe this, but uh, Jim Washburn was actually helped in, in uh, recruiting me to Arkansas. Is that right? That's right. He, he uh, I don't know if you know, if you've ever been around Jim. I know Jim a, really well. Yes. well. You know, Jim's got that where he spits all the damn time. And it's spits, more that, like, spits, even when he doesn't have anything to spit, he spits. That, that's right. He's got a. It's like he's got a damn dog hair in his in his in his lips or something. But anyway, he. <laughs> I, I, I was on my recruiting visit, man, and he was in his office, and, and he's he is a he is one of the scarier and like legit scary individuals. Like he's he's half a bubble from being just flat ass crazy, right? And, and but a hell of a right. football coach, right? I mean, he is living on the edge. But I'm yes. I'm walking through the hallway, John, and and I've never met Jim at this point. I, I'm on my visit, and he says, uh, "Hey, boy, get in this office. Close that door behind you." And he's in there by himself. And I walked in, and I closed that door behind me, and I turned around, and, he, you know, he's a big fella. He's sitting behind that desk. Yes. And he's, giving, he's giving that, hey, hey, Sterner, we need you here, son. I said, okay. I said, I, I love it here, coach. He said, no, I mean, we need you. You, you can play damn near immediately. Now get out of my office, close the door behind you. <laughs> I said, all right, Jim. And, 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 well, and they I, worked. I mean, he was, oh, he was, no, he was great, man. Hell of a coach. Um, his son was actually one of my offensive linemen, and I saw his son's his son's coaching, I believe, with the Philadelphia Eagles right now. Yes, he is. So, He's uh, been in the NFL a long time. Yep, yeah, that's, that's wild. Well, let, let's let's um, we talked this this Browns game forever. What's uh, how you feel about it, man? You think the Texans get this one or no? I think the Texans can win when you think the Browns are giving up thirty points a game. I'm not thinking the Texans are going to score thirty, but can they score twenty? I think they're going to be able to get to. Uh, Joe Flacco, I think Jonathan Grenard, who's having a great season, and every game his his asking price skyrockets. They're going to double him, and that should help Malik Collins and and Sheldon Rankins and Derek Barnett, Khalil Davis, and all those others. I think they're going to get to Flacco because he's six six. He's not immobile, but he is your old classic pure pocket passer and they haven't gone up against a true pocket passer since October 15th when they played Derek Carr and the Saints. So I think the defense is going to play well. The key is can his safeties keep from getting beat when uh, Joku and and Elijah Moore and Amari Cooper are running those deep routes. I don't know if he's going to have time to let deep routes develop the way the Texans are rushing the quarterback. Real quick before we get out of here, uh, John, what, what do you think this crowd's going to look like Sunday? I think uh, in the off season, before this, when the schedule came out and the fans thought the Texans were going to be terrible, a lot of them sold their tickets to brokers, so there are going to be a lot of Browns fans. There would be anyway. I just hope the seats are not empty, that fans show up and make a lot of noise and help the Texans pull that victory out. What you got? What you got going on at Sports Radio Six Ten? I've got that column about the run defense and how good it is. Eighty-five yards a game over the last ten games, ninety-three for the season. Remarkable improvement. And uh, I've got my five things to watch in the game. Guys, thank you very much. Merry Christmas to you and your listeners, and happy holidays. All right, that's John McClain, the general. I did. I mentally prepared myself, Clint, that this is this is going to be one of those games where the Cleveland fans are. 
are going to be out there and loud. This may be a mix, one of closer. It'd probably be 60 40, I'd say. Boy, you got you to be a hell of a fan to hit the road on Christmas Eve. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. That, I mean, it's one. If you're here in Houston, noon to three, man, you go to the game, catch, catch you a good football game, and I mean, you, you can be at the, with the fam by Cleveland. By four or five o'clock, man. Hell, it's, I mean, Cleveland. Off that you, lake, baby. Christmas in Houston. You better bring the whole family. That'd be an expensive one. Bring the whole family.